Welcome to Relatable Rhetoric Podcast, where we focus on finding our strides, even with introductions. I'm Adrian Robertson, your host. I'm a writer by day, but I'm an inspirer by night. Can I be that? I want to inspire you. Hey, y'all. How y'all doing? I hope that y'all are well. I am... I'm doing okay, y'all. You know, I'm just out here trying to make it, just out here trusting Jesus. (laughs) Um, And so I wanted to bring a topic that I feel like I haven't seen much of. I feel like we've heard about self-care so much in the past, probably three years, okay, since COVID started. Self-care has been a hot topic. And everybody's talking about what they do, what their routines are, what their non-negotiables are, and how they're taking care of themselves. And I have times when I struggle to want to even do self-care or know what to do for self-care. And I haven't seen a ton about that. So I wanted this episode to be about when self-care is hard i just don't feel like enough of us are talking about this like we know that it's hard which is why so many people are sharing what their routines are but what do you do when you're in that rut like what do you do when you're struggling to care i was about to say something else (laughs) to give a hoot about self-care when you're on autopilot or you're busy or you're stressed or you're depressed and self-care is the farthest thing from your mind, whether that's intentional or not, you might look up and four weeks has gone by and self-care ain't even crossed your mind. Like, how do you get out of that rut? Because if commitment was easy, honey, we would all be great. Do you hear me? If discipline was easy, we would all be great. We would all have all our goals, reached all our goals, honey. But I think one of the hardest things, one of the hardest principles to learn is discipline, commitment, and not just to the eating right and the working out and the career goals, but also to the luxury, to the self-care, to taking care of ourselves. There is a level of commitment that that requires Heck, there is a financial commitment that that requires in some respects, but um, I don't know that enough people are really speaking to that. And so I was like, okay, if this is my concern, if this is on my heart, then it's clearly my responsibility to speak to it, okay? If if, if I ain't going to do it, who going to do it? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> so um, I wanted to share a few reasons why um, self-care might be hard, um, as well as some encouraging words. So I'm, I'm going to start with the encouragement because we need it. I need it. Okay. <laughs> Let's first start by not criticizing ourselves, guys. We cannot be hard on ourselves. We cannot judge ourselves and feel shameful toward ourselves for whatever our self-care routine is, whether it has anything to do with your desire, your know-how, your finances, whatever it is that may be your hurdle, hurdle, 
let's take a step back and first say it's okay. But we we're not criticizing ourselves. This is not that's not what this is about, y'all. Life is hard. Okay? All caps. Life is hard. You are doing great. You are doing the best that you can, okay? And yes, there's always room for improvement, but we can't have that mindset of like constantly doing better because we're human. And there are times when we are just maintaining and that's okay. If we're constantly striving to the next, how are we present enough to appreciate the now? It's okay. Whatever the past was, it it was. Okay, it's in the past now. If you ain't never did no self-care ever in your life, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. All we have is now. All we have is today. And you are not the only one out here trying to figure this self-care journey out. Okay, you are definitely not alone. So I wanted to start by encouraging you to be kind to yourself. Be compassionate with yourself. Be empathetic towards yourself because we don't we don't have it figured out y'all like i know it seemed like a lot of people got it figured got it figured out but i think that's the key to understanding life being a marathon and not a sprint you can have it figured out honey you can have it figured out for two months you can have it figured out for six months a year you might have a four-year stint where everything is great And then you may have a period where you fall off or maybe you're dealing with some things that has caused your self-care to take a back seat. And guess what? That's okay. That's life, sis. (laughs) It's life. All right. So deep breath. Let's do in. Out. It's all right. All we have is now. So why would self-care be hard? I was, I really was trying to think about this because I think that's the first way to understand to how to even get past it, right? How to, how to overcome it. And I think it could be a host of reasons. One being emotional reasons. Emotions and how you deal with them affects everything that you do. If you're the type of person who bottles up your emotions and you just take everything in stride and you just push through over time, it can weigh on you. So no matter how much self-care you aspire to or even do, if you're not handling your emotional health, it is going to show up physically and it is eventually going to seep out and possibly cause you to not even really care about the self-care. Because I believe self-care starts internally. It starts with how we speak to ourselves and how self-aware we are and the ways in which we think. And that then radiates outward into self-care, into how we care for ourselves externally. And I did used to think that self-care was all external. You know, when I started my my own journey to like, what is it? What would I call it? Like self-discovery. And I'd say it started like 
prior, maybe like a year before COVID was where I, when I started, I tackled everything that was physical, everything that I could control on the outside. So I started with, you know, my health, with eating right. I went keto. I started working out, exercising. I started paying attention to my vitamin intake and working on my hair care. I mean, everything that you can see with the physical eye, I was like, I'm on it. <laughs> and what I learned was while all of those things were great and it it was wonderful to the eye, right? Like, I'm like, damn, my body looking great. <laughs> Waist gone, okay? Hair flourishing, edges back, you know? <laughs> All of that was wonderful. It was not addressing what was going on on the inside of me. And it was also not pacifying what was going on the inside on, on, on the inside of me. It was not addressing and dealing with the internal unhealthiness that I had and dysfunction that I had. And it took time for me to realize that because it, initially I was... I was tackling all the, the physical external things and still feeling this void. And everyone is like, you look great. You look like you're doing so well. You look healthy. Like you look like you got it together. But inside, I knew that there was still this ache. There was still this dissatisfaction with my life that I was dealing with. And the more and more that I I did research and, and like faced it, right? Like I think for a period of time I ran from it. It was like, nah, nah, I'm gonna just keep going after these external things. But eventually it got to the place where I was going to sabotage my my progress physically if I didn't handle my emotional state mentally. Because I was going to start, you know, self-medicating through poor eating. I was going to throw away my workout plans. I was going to prefer to lay in the bed because of how I was feeling inside. And I knew if I did that, that I was going to gain weight back. I was going to stop taking care of myself. And so in recognizing that, I'm like, all right, I got to handle the inside. I got I to gotta deal with the inside part or is going to begin to affect me outside. And so I know that was a real roundabout way to explain how self-care can be hard for emotional reasons. But for me, it that was the truth. For me, if I didn't have my emotional state together, honey, self-care for what? And like, you might be thinking, well, you know, if you do the self-care, then it might help you emotionally, right? Like the self-care might make you feel better to an extent, to an extent. And that's going to lead me, you know, to some of my later points of like, well, what are you doing for self-care? Because if it's getting my hair and nails done, honey, that ain't going to help me. <laughs> I'm going to be looking real good and aching on the inside, decaying on the inside. But my hair and nails look great. Um, but and before I jump ahead, um, I'm going to speak to some more reasons. So another reason could be stress. It could be depression. When you are extremely, I won't even say extremely, when you are stressed out, a lot of times your 
it, for me, it's two responses, right? Like I think of fight or flight. If I'm stressed out, I am either going to pull my hair out, figuring out a solution to whatever's stressing me out, right? And that requires a lot of energy and a lot of effort. And a lot of times it's running in place. You know, it's really not conducive. When you're stressed, it's like what you really want to do is is find rest. (laughs) But I would be over here with my overthinking self, with my type A self, with my I can figure this thing out self, driving myself crazy trying to find solutions, right? So doing, 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 going, going, going. I could be stressed because of money, I'm going to overwork. I can be stressed because of my appearance. I'm working out. I am, you know, doing all these extreme diets. I could be stressed because of how I feel my parenting relationship is going with my sons. And so now I'm overcompensating. I'm taking them the, all these places, doing all these things with them, you know, throwing myself into that. I'm stressed out with, you know, my progression at work. So now I am, you know, trying to overachieve. There's so many scenarios for how you can be stressed out and how that contributes to what you do, right? But then I think the other part of it is when I am stressed, I... I'm also looking for peace. I am also looking for some type of reprieve or some type of exhale, right? And if you're not careful, the ways in which you do that can be unhealthy, right? You can choose to drink. You can choose to smoke. You can choose to eat your feelings right you can choose to overeat or you can choose to undereat. you know all weight loss ain't good weight loss you can choose to skip meals anxiety can cause you to feel so wound up that you don't even have an appetite and people looking at you like oh girl you're losing weight you're looking good and you are struggling so there are a host of reasons why self-care can be hard and i just wanted to point them out I have one more before I move forward. Um, I want to point these out. I, I want, I'm going to finish my thought first. I want to point these out for the sake of you knowing you are not alone. You are not the only person who might struggle with self-care, who might be struggling with your emotions, struggling with stress or depression and those things are affecting your mere desire for self-care and first things first you are not alone now (laughs) i want to address this briefly when when people say that sometimes it can come across like okay misery loves company like what you mean i'm not alone that's not making me feel better no that's that's not why i bring it up I am saying that because I have spent years, my entire life almost, feeling alone. Feeling like my experience was one that no one else could identify with, could relate to, even knew about, right? Or had a clue of. And that caused me to isolate for a a majority of my life. And what isolation leads to is it can lead to ignorance 
because you're not seeking out help. You're not really voicing what it is you're going through and you're not voicing what it is that you might need or, or trying to find help because you may feel embarrassed or shameful. And so it doesn't lead to solutions. Isolation can cause you to be in your own personal hell of self-sabotage. And sometimes all it takes is one other person, whether you know them personally or you see them online, you maybe read a blog or a magazine, a book, one person who has gone through something similar to what you are going through and maybe they share some encouragement. Maybe they share, you know, how they got to a better state. And maybe they don't. Maybe they simply tell their story and that's enough for you to know that what I am going through is not a, a me thing. It's not just me. Because the enemy will have us to think the things that we're going through are personal to us and allow us to take it so personal that we don't seek the help that we need, that we don't, you know, that we become discouraged and just feel like, woe is me. It's only me. No one else understands me. But a simple, you know, person story that you can identify with can be encouragement. I know I just went on a, on a little tangent there, but that's why I'm, I'm sharing these. And I hope that you're not beating yourself up about this self-care thing and that you know that someone else in this world struggles with it and that person is me, okay? I love some self-care, but I, I sometimes have to push myself to even do it, to even be mindful of it, right? The other reason why self-care can be hard is because you may not know what self-care is for you. You really may not know how to care for yourself. So back to my example with the nails, right? So many people will, you know, say things like getting their, their nails done or their feet done is self-care. It's relaxing for them. Um, it's t time that they get to spend either with themselves or with friends or a good book, honey. Um, and it is something they they enjoy the aftermath of, right? The results of. Like I enjoy when I see that my nails are done or I see that my feet are done. And so I naturally was like, okay, I'm gonna do that. You know, I'm, I'm gonna make sure that I prioritize manis and petties. And what I found was I don't enjoy manis or petties. I enjoy the results, but the experience itself is not relaxing for me. I feel like I have to be extremely on. I have to be alert. I have to be mindful. I have to be responsive. Self-care for me is to be in a state where I don't have to be responsive. And I'm not talking about drugs, y'all. That sounded really bad. Not drugs, but when I say not responsive, where I can just kind of unplug and not have to be responsible for anything. I don't have to be mindful of anything. I don't have to 
talk if I don't want to. I don't have to think if I don't want to. I mean, you know, as much as, as one can <laughs> not think, but I can just allow myself to relax. So an example of that might be taking a walk. It might be uh taking 20 minutes to sit on my porch and just absorb the sun and allow my thoughts to just wander off into the Netherlands, okay? Um, maybe reading a book and getting lost in a story or journaling and allowing my thoughts to be expressed. Those are things that are relaxing for me. The Manny Petty thing all types of stress and anxiety. You gotta put your hand, you know, a certain way. The, honey, every time I go, they be telling me I need to relax my hands. Like it's just, there's not, not enough relaxation I can give them to give them the range of motion they need to get the nails painted and, and done. I don't I don't know. Um, it's just It's just not relaxing for me. And then with the feet, it's like in the water, out the water, put your feet here, straighten your leg, bend your leg. It's not relaxing for me, y'all. <laughs> so I had to then go on a journey to explore, you know, what helps me rest and then what fuels me? What is it something that I can do that when I am done, I feel rejuvenated. I feel ready to take on the world. I feel like I've been powered up, right? It could be something as simple as listening to a podcast, honey. <laughs> Plug. <laughs> Um, maybe I'm watching some self-care, um, not self-care, um, watching some series or shows or, or whatever it is that I like. Right. And then if I don't know, and I have, I have no problem sharing this. If I'm not exactly sure what the options are, right? Like what, what is the girl is out here doing for self-care? What are my options? I will watch some self-care YouTubes or TikToks to see what other people are doing just to help me discover what I like. You know, I might want a, a facial. I might want a good massage. I might want the, the hot rocks uh, massage. I might not even know that's a thing. So take some time to discover what it is that you might like and don't feel shame for having to look up things like you know like what what do people out here do all right so now i kind of want to transition into how you can revisit or continue your self-care routine right how when you're in a rut you can pick right back on up you know or you can dig yourself out right first things first take it slow don't feel like you got to commit to some weekly plan, to some ongoing thing that you got to, you know, do three self-care things a day and have your checklist for the whole week of self-care time. Yes, we're not doing that. Incorporate maybe one thing. And if, if one thing a day is too much, start with a week. But if you do a week, you got to make it longer. Like you can't do one thing that's for 10 minutes in a week. If you're going to have one thing in a week, it's got to at least be like two hours. <laughs> I'm joking, but there is some truth to that. Like make, make it matter, you know, make it memorable. But one thing that you enjoy, 
Even if it's something small like reading, maybe it's visiting a store that you've been eyeing, maybe it's dancing for an entire song, maybe it's praying. One thing that you aim to do daily or weekly that's just for you. Don't multitask. Don't try to do it when you got a pocket of time. Make the time. Prioritize that thing. Maybe start your day with it. Or be very intentional about ending your day with it. And choose something that you enjoy. You ain't got to get nothing from it. You ain't got to get paid for it, okay? You ain't got to... Yell it from the mountaintops. You don't have to get, I'm I'm getting ahead of my points, but you don't have to get validation or permission from anyone. If it makes you happy, prioritize that. I don't care how silly it is. Is it jumping rope? Do that. If you can't dance a lick, but you like letting your body just flow to the music, honey, turn that, that playlist on. Find an Apple Music playlist, Spotify playlist, Pandora playlist, and just move. Allow the music to move through you. And when you're struggling, I want to encourage you to talk to yourself like you would talk to a child or a friend who is struggling with that same issue. Sometimes we got to step outside of ourselves to help separate our feelings from our insecurities. And when I say talk to yourself like you would, I mean like being kind and being gentle. If a child was struggling with something, you'd be like, well, what's wrong? What do you need? Is there something I can help you with? Talk to yourself in that same way. Because, honey, I'll, I'll be, I'm the quickest to be like, all right, Adrian. Like, I would pay attention to my patterns and my behaviors. And if I'm, like, tripping, tripping hard one day or I'm in a mood and I can't seem to get out of it, all right, all right, all right, Adrian, what's, what's going on? You've been in a mood. Ain't nobody did nothing to you. <laughs> You snapping off, whether it's in person or in your head. The kids don't know what's what's going on with you. You're irritable. What's going on? And, you know, I saw that um, online where it said a lot of Black women, when we're under stress or even depression, it is expressed as irritability. And that's why it's sometimes easy, uh, hard for us to pinpoint depression and stress in Black women because we think, you know, I'm just feeling irritable or, you know, stuff's just getting on my nerves or I'm just annoyed. But when you really, really dig down into that thing, it's you're not just irritable. You're not just annoyed, but you're actually stressed. You're anxious. You're dealing with a bout of depression, severe or all. But the time that we take to tap in with ourselves is always going to benefit us. It's always going to benefit you to just take a moment to yourself and say, hey, what's wrong? What do you need? Talk through it. 
I have to talk through it sometimes. I'll be like, well, I got frustrated about this this morning and then this happened. And then it's easy for me to see like, oh, that's where it took a shift and it took a turn. That's that thing happened and that that's what triggered me and I didn't even realize it. And now I'm just operating from this triggered place all day <laughs> or until I notice it, right? So then I need to go back to that moment. I need to retrace my steps, right? And if the thing, that thing that triggered me is something that, which is, there's always a solution, um, can be resolved, then I need to, I need to walk through that. I need to talk to, talk it out. I need to encourage myself. I need to remind myself that I am no longer, not just in that moment, but I am no longer in whatever moment was triggered like the reason why i was triggered because triggering usually is stemmed from something in the past and it and that's what is causing it to be a trigger for you it's reminding you of something prior that had bothered you right so maybe you need to remind yourself honey pay attention to what's happening right now and today it's not that you're no longer in that moment and you might just need to remind yourself of that. And that simple motion can bring you back and, and calm you down and bring you peace so that you can go about your day in a more positive mood. And and honey, this is a hard truth that I am grappling with every day. No one is going to make me do these things. Or they may not even help. So I have to prioritize this for me, right? I have to prioritize tapping in, checking on myself, being mindful of myself, being present in my body. How how many times are we tense and don't even know it? I listen to, you know, different podcasts and they'll just say something like, relax your jaw, (laughs) relax your shoulders, or take a deep breath. And you will realize in that moment how much tension you're holding just in in sitting. You think you're sitting and resting, but you're not. (laughs) You're, You're really tense, sis. And, and what, Sometimes the only thing you have to do is become mindful of it. If I say relinch, uh, relinch. <laughs> release your jaw, right? Like un- unclench your, th- your jaw. Simple, right? You hear that and you're like, oh, and then you relax your jaw. Two seconds, right? It feels different. You feel relieved. You feel more relaxed. You, you know, relax your shoulders. Immediately you feel more relaxed. And it was only a matter of awareness. Didn't require a ton from you, right? But what it did require was awareness. Give yourself that awareness, just like you would a child when you check on them, when you're seeing how they're doing. You can see them. Maybe they look tense and they don't know it. And you say, you okay? And they say, oh, my stomach hurts. And now you know what the issue is and you can help them. It's the same thing as an adult. You might not realize that you're just coping with the discomfort. But once you pay attention to those coping mechanisms, then you can get to the real issue. 
What are you coping with so that you can deal with that instead of just coping through and assuming that you're getting rest and assuming that you're taking care of yourself, but you're really not. All right, I'm moving on. Um, and along those lines, you know, you have to take care of yourself. It really is intentional. When people say take care, it's not, you know, you can't just wait for care to happen. You have to take that thing. You have to make the time. You have to make the effort. You got to say, let me get some water because it's been a while since I had some water. When last time you had a glass of water? If, look, this is your sign. <laughs> you say, you know what? I need a bathroom break. I done went seven, eight hours. I ain't even went to the bathroom or anything. Walking around uncomfortable. Don't even realize it. It be the simple stuff. <laughs> um, and then lastly, y'all, I said this a little bit earlier, but I, it bears repeating. You don't need permission. You know, I find myself having to remind myself that I have the right to do whatever it is that I'm considering. I don't need permission or validation from anybody but God. And that includes friends, because sometimes I will, you know, I'll get, I have a thought and my first, my next thought after that thought is to run it by a friend. I'm going to see what my best friend think. Or, or maybe I don't say that blatantly, but I'll be like, oh, I'm going to tell them why. So what, so you're going to wait to do the thing until you talk to them? You don't need permission. It's so many times also with me, like I'll find myself wanting to explore different stores and different parts of town and different restaurants. And I'll feel like one of one of one of two things. I'll feel like I need company, right? Like I need somebody, I need somebody to go with me. Like that gives me permission to go, having somebody to go with. And not at all. But then the other thing, and I don't, I don't, I really am exploring this, y'all. I don't know if this is from like racial trauma, but sometimes I will feel so out of place, like I don't belong somewhere. And it, the feeling is so rich that it will cause me to, to not go or go somewhere and stay for a few seconds and then leave. Nobody said anything to me. Nobody was was racist or judgmental. No one said anything crude or rude to me. Nobody even gave me a dirty look that I knew of. But I just felt so uncomfortable in my skin that I left or that I cut my experience short or that I just didn't even go because I would feel like I would have to have a reason or I have to be with someone or, you know, People don't be doing that. You know what I'm saying? We don't be in there. When I say we, I'm talking about like black people, black women. We don't, we don't go places like that. There is no place on this earth that I cannot go. And that is something that I am unlearning every day. That I, That is a mentality that was passed on to me from, you know, my childhood. That I really have to be intentional about unlearning because I'll have to ask myself, why? Why didn't you go? Why didn't you do that thing? After the fact, right? Like I'll just kind of do it out of habit. And then later I'm like, why didn't you do that? And as I play the response out in my head, I'm like, wow, you didn't have a reason. There was nothing and no one did anything to you that should have influenced your decision. It was all uses. So I know that's, you know, again, 
a more roundabout way of getting to that point, but you don't need permission. You don't need permission to, to book a massage. And by permission, you don't need pain. You don't need to be in pain to seek pleasure. Mm, that will preach. You don't have to be in pain to seek pleasure. I had to say it again for the people in the back. <laughs> I'm the people in the back. <laughs> because I'll feel like, well, you know, I, I'll get a massage if I need it. I'll get, you know, certain services, you know, hair, nails, whatever, if I need it. But can I present this to you? Do you want it? And if you want it, that is all the permission you need. You don't need to be feeling stressed or anxious or confused to get therapy. You don't need to be feeling uh, lonely to seek friendship. Honey, I could probably go for another 10 minutes on this. You don't need pain as permission to seek pleasure. That's it and that's all. <laughs> For real, y'all. So um, I hope that this episode has helped. I hope that you feel seen and I hope that you feel heard. I hope that you know that, honey, sis, brother, whoever listening, whoever is out there listening, Adrian is over here battling with something very similar to what you are and many, many other people in this world. So don't ever feel bad when self-care is hard for you. Take your time. Take it slow. Figure out what it is that you want or need. Be kind. Okay, emails. <laughs> Be kind, compassionate, empathetic with yourself. And don't worry about validation or permission. Go after that thing. Once you know what it is, set it up. Nothing has to happen in your life for you to go for it. You don't have to wait on a milestone. You don't have to wait to celebrate. You can do it simply because you want to. And it doesn't have to be elaborate. It can be, honey. Please be elaborate by all means. But if it's something simple, if you want to sit on your porch and work instead of sitting at your table, if you want to you know, go do something fun on your lunch break. If you want to start your morning in a completely different way from how you started it, if you want to go out on a weeknight, honey, this is the this for my homebodies. <laughs> do it. Even if you end up hating it, at least you gave it a try. When self-care is hard, honey, tap all the way in. Cause there's usually a reason why. All right. I hope that that has inspired you. And I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. I hope that you guys will meet me right back here next time on Relatable Rhetoric.